terrorize the world. Hello everyone, I'm Brian. And I'm Nick, and you're listening to the podcast from the Black Lagoon. So, today we are going to be doing something a little bit new. Uh, We're going to be talking about two movies, but they're both connected. Which, for God God knows why, there needs to be a sequel. Um, (laughs) But we're going to be talking about... The Descent 1 and 2. So we're going to be descending we're going to be descending into this uh, this little review. I'm glad so, you did it. Right. Um, we, can, we can run with that. So I remember <laughs> when I first watched this years ago it, it was really mm-hmm. I, for some reason I, I really remember it being a, a unique like standout film for me. Yeah. And coming back to it today I honestly I'm kind of left left speechless I don't remember what I liked about it so much I kind of I, I, I get I, I think the thing is some of it didn't age very well and I don't just mean like the, the CGI batch and that one scene which was horrific but some of the plot devices and like the one hour exposition and, and just some of the pacing felt strange to me and it wasn't as enjoyable as it used to be I, I think this is, in, in my opinion, a movie of its time. Because when it came out, it was a big deal. Maybe, maybe you remember mm-hmm. watching it a few years ago. If you did, um, it uh, felt really new, and I remember watching it and really feeling like it was, um, <coughs> like a, a really unique experience. Coming back to it, yeah, there there wasn't that much worth revisiting except for the last maybe thirty minutes, which I'll, I'll dive into in a bit. But I, I kind of. I'll get into particulars here um, as we continue talking about it, but that that's kind of my my overall. It felt very much like a a movie for its time, which it was great back then, but it doesn't have the timelessness of like the thing, which that's an unfair thing to put it up against, right? But it doesn't feel timeless at all. It's kind um, of it's kind of fun. when it's good, it's really good. You get this claustrophobic feeling when you're watching the girls delve into this yes. cave and and uh, Sarah gets stuck. And she's panicking, she's freaking out, and you can feel the tension, you can feel her freaking out. And I've been in plenty of situations like that, not in caves or anything like that, because I'm not a cave explorer or anything. I, you know me, I sit here, play video games, watch movies. I don't go out adventuring uh, to like put my life in it danger. surprises me, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, oh, really? What, what, what didn't give it away? Um... But I don't know. Uh, I didn't notice that the bats were CGI, but obviously. Oh my gosh! If you, I, I watched it on a, I watched it on a TV that was, I think, too big for an old movie, because when you blow up an image that much, mm-hmm. it like, you see a lot of stuff that they didn't think would be seen. Like a, a lot of the effects felt a bit dated that yeah. said again where this movie shined it really shined like like the parts of it that made it good are still really good i mean oh. here's all right I, i've got to i can't keep speaking in vagities I, I think my main thing is there is an hour of this movie 
which is most of this movie, where very little happens. Mm -hmm. And I don't just mean the plot doesn't pick up yet. I mean, we are being sold a story that isn't interesting or important or relatively, like, useful. Yeah, the whole... It's a lot of, look at how sad this is. They tell us that, but they Mm -hmm. don't really show us that. And the... A lot of it felt very forced. I think I bought into it when I was younger and really got into it and thought, this is a great film, it's got everything. But looking back at it now, it really feels like shallow writing just because they need a character to be sad. Because. And that's it. Um, And I appreciate what I think the intention was, is to focus on a bit more heart, make you like the characters, and then throw them into a cave and make terrible things happen. So there's more of a connection. I didn't get that. Uh, watching it again and there are movies that pull this off very well where the characters seem important and this this didn't do that for me it it really felt like a lot of saying but not actually like backing it up like there were a lot of crying scenes and a lot of feel bad for me scenes but none of them felt real like they were earned um but that's also not what the movie is about in my opinion in my opinion the whole the whole uh crux of this film is after an hour when you get basically the last 30, 45 minutes of the film, where you start figuring out what's going wrong in the cave. And um, that's when the, it starts the getting... First, the, first half of the, 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 the first half of the movie is like a tragedy gone wrong, and then, ah, these girls are exploring a new cave. Then the second half of the movie becomes a complete fucking nightmare that uh the scene where the first creature appears is so iconic like i can remember before even watching this movie i can remember that scene where it's like uh the night vision uh camera Mm -hmm. and the the camera swing in the in the pov and all of a sudden you see the creature just standing there with a domineering uh stance behind one of the girls like holy shit dude like that's that's that is fucking creepy uh the beginning of the film caught me off guard because i don't remember i don't i don't remember that scene whatsoever and uh it like it kind of shocked me like i was not i was not expecting that to happen but as soon as he like looked away i obviously knew oh car crash is gonna come like cliche up ahead <laughs> look out cliche uh it, it is a cliche backstory it, it really is um yeah and a lot of it is the whole the whole emotional impact how is she dealing with tragedy all of that kind of feels that way and um One thing, I want to focus on some pluses, because I I know I tend to focus on all the things that I think could have been better. There are a lot of elements of this film that I appreciate more seeing now. One is, I rarely see a film that uses jump scares well. This movie, everything scary about it is, almost all of it is jump scares. And they're all cheap shots with screaming and fake little, oh, it's shocking, but it's just your buddy putting her hand on your shoulder, you know. Mm -hmm. But when everything starts going wrong near the end of the movie um it's scary because when you think things are when you, when you think you're in like um little cinema safe spaces right where if there's a touching monologue going on you know nothing's gonna jump out at you right not in this right. movie 
Yeah. They will end the touching monologue and have something scream in the camera and just tear somebody apart. Hey, if you love what you've been hearing so far, please consider supporting Nick and I on Patreon. We put loads of work into all of the podcasts that we do, and we've created our own little network. So you can be one of our first supporters. Just go over to Patreon to the Black Lagoon Network. That's patreon.com slash BLN. You can support all of our shows there. And at first I was like, come on, this is cheap. And then I got into it and I was like, this is tense. Now I have no idea what's coming. In any type of scene, anything could be popping up. And it does feel like kind of like a cheap shot jump scare thing, right? But yeah. they were going for this effect of, let's just make the craziest thing we can. <laughs> and it's great. I mean, you're just going through these corridors with some really impressive film work. I did not know how good the camera work was in this movie. This is what, a 2005 film? I think. Uh, Something me, like that. Let me go ahead and pull up IMDb real quick. Yeah, 2005. 2005. Some of the camera shots, I don't know how they did them. I mean, it was really impressive, and I did not expect that out of a horror film that I thought would be forgettable. Um, but man, the jump scares, they, they, this, this to me is like, here's what a movie looks like when they want you to never feel safe. Even when it comes to, you know, buddies killing mm -hmm. buddies by accident, there are some shocking scenes there, and it, it's just, this is a film, when I finished watching it, I thought, oh man, this is not what I wanted it to be, and then I got to the ending and thought, okay, it has redeeming factors, I see why it's important. And then, as we'll get to later, I saw the second film, and now I have like a whole, I think, newfound appreciation for this one, because I... Uh, I guess in, in this weird case study of what would this film have been if it were three times worse than it had to be, we have <laughs> we have that movie, <laughs> and we can see what it would have been, and it makes it easier to appreciate this for um, even though it looks like there are weak points, what they could have done, they did and didn't do, really does it a lot of justice because even with some sloppy storytelling and exposition, and this film is totally worth watching you know so right i almost think the second one is like required watching if you're going to review this movie because when you compare the two in my book it's like you you really get to see it's night makes this one good yes yeah it really it's, is. it's night and day it really is um i completely agree with you 100 percent on that that statement uh yeah jesus christ um but uh jump scares uh one that actually sticks sticks out of my head uh the scene where they're all sleeping and sarah gets up and looks out the window and then you hear the uh her little girl oh, yeah. who's who's dead uh giggle and then all of a sudden pulls just fly through the window it gets me every time and uh I had to watch this twice, obviously, for this uh, discussion. I jumped twice. I knew it was coming, mm -hmm. and still it fucking got me. That's how good, like, they did with this movie. And jump scares and yeah. setting the tone for the film. And, oof, oof, just the gore. The gore is, ah, like, audente. Like, ten out of ten. Yeah. Just gurgling throat that ripping aged perfectly that, oh, that really God. aged well what what didn't were some of the 
what felt like video game moments where a creature would jump out of a cave and snarl and then a person would react and then we'd see somebody else watching it and then the creature would still be there and it's like it's been 20 seconds and you're still moving back and forth in front of the cave why aren't you attacking or like swatting <laughs> or there'd be moments where they're apparently fighting but in reality the thing is just looking creepy into the camera for 10 seconds and standing still and then it finally attacks like it just feels like ooh. <laughs> if we were to get like a a third party camera on the whole thing it would look ridiculous if just two people belt bobbing back and forth doing nothing screaming and standing still and when you overlook some of those moments that are just feel like they take you out of it a bit because they did it egregiously throughout the film those moments right things i couldn't buy into um the practical effects were really great and a lot of the scene setting and like tone setting was great like we literally go from you know group of friends plus some go into this cave stuff goes wrong and then they realize how wrong it really went like we jump from seeing this thing in the cave in full view of the camera and then they're you know in the feeding pile it's like within a minute and everything starts going wrong that escalation is what the movie needed because it took an hour to get there and then they just throw all of it at you until the credits roll and i I thought that was perfect they couldn't have done that any better Um, it built up so much tension and mystery and I even like how they they just spend one minor scene on describing what these things might be Um, about how they're just people who have been down there so long and they've evolved into this this terrible shape Um, though that's entirely unbelievable it's a horror film and I like the idea that they dropped some lore and, and didn't like unearth a manuscript that they started going through and like finding out that somebody took notes on every stage like this some dumb thing that i feel like other movies would have done we just kind of find out and somebody says this is crazy i think this is what's going on and then they move on because that's not important that's not what the movie's about it's about them surviving and i like that there were a lot of smart decisions that were made and there was a lot of just killer film work and just there's really everything i just I there's really, really there's a lot to appreciate no need to film. like yeah there's really no need to like delve into the the creature's origin or anything like that it's just we're yeah our main focus is the survival of the women which by the way mm-hmm. like great job on the actresses amazing superb yeah uh, we're good yeah yeah, really good. The main character, Sarah, uh, I kind of feel like her character was sort of like, well, she is the final girl. She's supposed to be the final girl. She kind of gave me yeah, this, uh, definitely. like, I, I forget the char- the final girl's name in the original Texas Chainsaw, so forgive me, everybody. Uh, but she kind of gave me that vibe, you know. Um, I can see that not to the extent of like she completely lost her noggin sort of i guess like she she did she did what she had to do in order to survive um and depending on which version uh you watch which um like i didn't know there was two versions until my uh first run through with the with the film um, I didn't get to watch the the uh, original version, 
which is the UK yeah, version. The difference is in the ending. Uh, yeah, the difference is in the ending. The UK version is. Uh, I think there's some like cut scenes and stuff like that, but um, I don't know. One hundred percent for sure. But uh, the UK version is a little bit more depressing than the American version, uh, which. I kind of I kind of like the UK version a little bit better uh, because I feel when when you get to the ending so break uh, down break down what the difference is okay so in the in the American version Sarah escapes and uh, you know uh, she gets in the car she fumbles with the keys she jump scare after she throws up jump scare of Juno's ghost that felt too American. It kind of reminded me of like endings from Friday the 13th, which I, I love those. Oh yeah. <laughs> but that's like Friday the 13th. It's supposed to be corny. This I felt like should have been a little bit more of a serious ending. Um, so it kind of just came out of left field. Wasn't scary. It was just cheesy, uh, which was kind of a bummer. Right. The UK version, she doesn't escape she hallucinates a uh, a birthday cake with her little girl i saw that one you saw that version mm-hmm. okay so yeah she's sitting I there it. i thought that was a brilliant way that to end it <laughs> so good such an amazing way to end I, that I film i actually think there is a significant opportunity cost that that movie goes through when it doesn't end that way Mm-hmm. Because the only thing that's going for it is it's really edgy take on horror, which is just constantly in your face, isolated, jump scares everywhere, violent, horrible, dark, and then it ends and she escapes and it's okay. No way. That that doesn't go with it. But when it ends with the UK version, it's just utter despair, and that's it. Like it just ends and you're just like, okay, oh, well she's yeah. alive, but she entirely lost her mind, and that's a really I think that's great. Not to mention, there wasn't just one jump scare at the end. There was two fucking jump scares. And one of them was just, like, even more ridiculous than the other. You know those uh, cliche uh, semi-trucks that drive by and it's really fucking loud and it just comes out of nowhere? Mm -hmm. That. (laughs) Just that. Like, really? Is this what we're doing right now? So, like, if you're going to watch anything... (laughs) If you're, if you're gonna really watch the descent get, get the uk version the the uncut version uh yeah and i'd say it's actually worth it, it i'd really, say the uk version is worth watching really is um this is the type of film where i would actually would not feel bad doing a bit of fast forwarding at the beginning normally that is like sacrilegious to me but there is I so would... much unimportant yeah. stuff that goes on that they're, I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe the characters all felt way too trite to actually for there to be any characterization or. But I just it was all of it felt entirely unimportant and, and I just couldn't. I. Yeah, I would it. kind of leave the first segment, uh, just like on the background, and then when it get and then when it gets yeah. to the good part, like I'll do something else. Then when it gets to the good part, I'll sit down and I'll watch the rest of it, something like that. All right, let's segue on over to Scent Two. Um, so you okay, you were yeah. before 
before you even start, you remember the scene okay. where this was a su- this was such an unnecessary scene. This was just a scene to be grotesque um, and just grody. You remember the scene where they they drop into the uh, the pit of shit. They're wondering what this liquid is, and then they look up. They look, they look up, and they see one of the creatures taking a shit. This is what this movie is. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair. The creature, the creature is just shitting out the plot of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) We both took the same route on trying to explain what this is. I took a slightly different one. So, you know how in every horror film. There's always one character who sees what's going on. She's always trying to explain it to her husband that there's really something in the house, but he doesn't believe her. And every time something happens, he just happens to be in another room or he just happens to have his back turned. And the whole movie, the only real dilemma is this person sees it, that person doesn't. Mm -hmm. That's probably the most exhausted cliche in, in like most horror films. Paranormal activity always does this. Most insidious films do this. It's just... It's just an easy way to add conflict in, in, a, in a point of interest to the film. What I like about The Descent 1 is they only do that for like all of two minutes. The protagonist sees the thing in that iconic scene and then goes back to the group and says, I just saw something and they all say, no, that's crazy. That's insane. This is an unmarked cave. No one's been here for hundreds of years. And I thought, oh, please don't drag this out. I just sat through an hour of fake drama and now we just sit through this nonsense they didn't do that within a within a few minutes everybody was on like oh okay something's going on and we need to we need to get out of here that was great that was perfect the second one decided to make an entire movie out of those bad three minutes and to do it poorly with really bad characters in a really weird resurgence of the protagonist from the first one you you get and it is the yeah. worst thing it's really, really hard to sit through. So here's a play-by-play of me watching this movie. Okay, characters, you you gotta go back to the cave uh, because of reasons. I'm sitting there. I'm like, why would she wanna? Oh, yeah, why, that's exactly what. Why would she wanna go back to the cave? I have amnesia. I don't remember shit. That's a little convenient don't you think wouldn't you remember your friends mm-hmm. getting slaughtered like i don't think like hysteria with the beginning of every bad rpg game i don't think has <laughs> everyone has amnesia everybody has to have the plot described back to them everybody has to revisit some source of trauma to inform the viewer it's what police officer forces someone who was like freshly traumatized <laughs> back into the place where it all happened you with the mental disease that was ridiculous <laughs> Come with me. <laughs> we're going to your your like we're going back to your parents' house where you were traumatized. And and what was with the weird power struggle between the, the head cop and the cave diver? What was the point of that weird They're... dumb male conflict thing that they were so stupid? Oh so much of it was just it didn't have to be that What if what if it was a uh, social commentary on how men are just apes and women are actually then i'd say it was very poorly done the the, the first <laughs> and in most of the most of the female empowerment sentiment behind like classic horror films is really convenient because there's also i don't know i don't entirely buy it the... it doesn't feel like it's as, as praiseworthy as it says it's, it's a lot of it feels pretty 
uh, blatantly pretty transparent in its motive. Probably the only thing that I actually like about this film, and that's like being generous, is probably going back to like the sites of where the previous characters were murdered, eaten alive, and stuff. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That was a neat touch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, what I didn't like is the weird boss battle they were leading up to between the protagonist and the the other the the other survivor. Oh, Juno. That seemed way too forced. Juno. Right. The Asian girl. Mm -hmm. Um, she was my least favorite part. That may have been the lowest point of the entire film. She was my least favorite part of this movie. Without a doubt. Yeah. Because how do you survive first of all, how the fuck did you survive that uh the the ending scene from the first movie where she gets a pick through the leg? You're dead. Yeah, really. You're dead. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You would have bled out. You would have like with how deep that wound was, um plus all the creatures surrounding you and shit. No way. So that was just like really ridiculous, and then for her character only to be killed off, right then and there, was so pointless. This movie was pointless. This movie was the creature shitting out yes. the script, shitting out the movie, shitting out the DVDs and the Blu-rays. Do they have Blu-ray for this movie? I don't know. And honestly, I really don't care. I don't know either. I really don't care. I think to take into consideration. The first movie, pretty good. I enjoyed it. I would probably even so much as to say that I would add it into my collection. Second movie, pointless. Completely disregards how good the first movie was. Completely just swings its big American dick in the in the uh, the viewer's face. That's. ridiculous you can tell they tried to identify a formula for the first one and there is a formula for the first one it's 50 minutes of exposition try to make characters human and interesting create a dynamic between all of them the rest of the film is character dynamic and what we think will be an unfolding of of the all the drama that they introduce and then interrupt all of it with a insane attack by this unexpected thing and make everybody try to deal with the consequences until they all end up dead. That's the formula, and it's a good one. And the whole, maybe jump scares are cheap, but let's throw so many in there that everyone's scared anyways. That works for me. I'm, I'm all for it, that kind of maximalist approach. Like, maybe this is a cheap shot, but let's just do 30 of them at once and try to make it our thing. That's fine. I liked it. I thought that was really, that made an awesome tone. This film does a, a weird, like really shallow interpretation of that formula which wasn't perfect to begin with make no mistake and makes it even worse like i don't know if someone who didn't really get the first one wrote this or what but we didn't need the cops we didn't need this weird news story going on in the background we didn't need the boss battle between both survivors which was just the worst thing i've seen in a long yeah. time it, it we didn't even need a return of the old characters. I think the worst thing a series can do is take some survivor from one movie and try to make them into a superhero for all other movies. It's hard to do it well. 
and it doesn't age well. It works with Halloween because it was a new thing when they did it, but when new movies try to do that, it always just gets cringy and really hard to sit through because it just, you make a character that you know won't be killed because the entire franchise depends on that mm -hmm. person. And I don't know if they actually had the audacity to think that the descent would have the, the superhero when everyone would have, you know, uh, uh, this little action figure and models of this person have them on t-shirts and everything. I have no idea what they thought, but they killed what would have been a really cool franchise by just making the shallow misinterpretation of what made the first one. I don't good. think they should and, have. Yeah. And again, the, I don't think they should have even touched it with a sequel whatsoever. I think they should have just left it as it's, that's the ideal scenario as its yeah. own. <laughs> and it would have been honestly a classic for its time. Oh yeah. Uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, and I, I think there's still a cult classic like label that this can mm -hmm. wear. Oh, for um, sure. Where it has its downsides, but there's so... Like, I don't feel like enough movies have filled the niche that this created for it to be watered out or outdated. I really do think that this... It, it was doing something pretty new and unique. Um, it just took a while to get there. But when it got there, it did it. And I'm not sure very many films have pulled off something similar to that. So I think this totally could have that cult classic thing, but I think the sequel actually killed it. And for no reason, it really just seemed like a money grab. Like, well, it worked the first time. Let's just, we know this is dying anyways. Let's just see what yeah. we can get out of it before it's gone. <laughs> and I think that really ruined it. I say, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, either or, uh, I say watch the first movie and then conveniently get amnesia like the main character in the second yes. film and completely forget about said second film disregard it it's not in your sight <laughs> out of sight out of mind I think that's good completely 100 percent. i think <laughs> and we didn't even talk about how with the uk ending which i feel like should be the definitive ending in my opinion movie. it is the sequel ruins yeah that. it does it, like the sequel absolutely obliterates it, it like if you go back and watch the first one now to appreciate it you realize oh she lost her mind in the cave what a terrible hopeless ending to a movie and that makes it so many levels elevated above what it would have been what a risky ending oh wait everything is fine and she comes back to her senses in no time <laughs> And then goes back down and also survives again. Another like, thing that actually ruins the first. Another thing that we completely forgot to mention, sort of, uh, the little girl, her little girl, um, giggling and stuff, creepy as shit. By the way, super creepy, and also like a yeah, play, a, well a play on like her psyche. Uh, completely yeah. useless in the second film. Mm -hmm. Completely, there was no point. Yeah. No point. It's just there to be there because it was in the first movie. <laughs> oh, that's exactly it. I think there are a lot of things that you can explain that way, too. Definitely. Closing remarks. First one, I, I, I didn't appreciate it that much when I first watched it, or rather when I rewatched mm -hmm. it. And then I watched the second one and kind of realized, I don't know, it, it brought out the real accomplishments of the first one. 
I really would give this like a cult classic kind of label. It really does a lot. Well. Cult classic stamp. And if the second one, yes, there you go. <laughs> and if the second one is ignored with your method, which I think is a good idea, then you can enjoy the UK ending of the first one and really say that's a great film. I mean, it's not going to top anybody's list, but it's a solid addition to anyone's collection if they're looking for just awesome movies that, you know, a, a newer generation would not have ever heard of. I watched it just because it was a semi-popular movie at the time, right? But this will be entirely forgotten <laughs> by by younger people, and this is kind of a good... It's going to become a cool hidden gem at one point, yeah. so long as the second one is ignored, which really uproots what's good about it. That's kind of it. I mean, I, I think it's a good film and there's a lot to appreciate in it and you, you do have to sit through stuff that doesn't age well and can be really shallow at times but when you when it gets to where it should have always stayed it's really worth it and th i think that's a lot uh to appreciate about the film right yeah i yeah it, it has aged for for what it's worth it has aged but it's still a fun film and not yeah, a lot definitely. of movies can make me cringe like this movie does yeah that's a good point you've watched a lot of, of <laughs> you've watched a lot of this I, stuff right? I'm and i know desensitized every now and again i consider it an accomplishment yes <laughs> and um like the, like i have to I, I feel like i can i can really gauge the quality of the practical effects by your reaction to them because i feel like you've just you've been a, really a veteran in that regard i, I have <laughs> and i know gerald's game was one of them i have to like just that one I, scene was pretty i have to like watch like real life uh executions from terrorists to even yeah. <laughs> like get a single amount of of cringe nowadays actually that's really fucked up and i've yeah, I've I've done that before. Leave uh, it in. Yeah, I guess. Um, oh, you you can't avoid it on the internet, man. We've all we've all yeah, it's crazy it's, stuff it's everywhere. Uh, yeah. But this did it. This I mean, this is something that that was bones I mean, bones cool. breaking and sticking out and throat throat mm -hmm. ripping and gurgling said blood yeah. uh, tends to do it for me. Uh, that's like one of my like greatest fears is like somebody going for the throat and uh like i don't know what that feels like i can never imagine like not be that reminds me um was it when juno accidentally kills one uh the other girl uh and then leaves her there to die she would not be talking whatsoever she wouldn't yeah. be talking. She wouldn't have been alive yeah. long enough for her to talk to Sarah. That was ridiculous. That's my only gripe about that movie. Other than that, I enjoyed it 100%. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, other than that, I say go watch it. It was enjoyable. Yeah. Disregard the second movie. For the love of God, whatever you do, do not watch this, yes, do not sir. watch the second movie. Your eyeballs will melt. I, that is the verdict. I agree. And it, honestly, this is like there. There are fun bad movies. I don't even count the second film as like a fun bad mm -hmm. film. It's just aggravating. Like I wouldn't even enjoy watching that with somebody. It's just aggravating. 
<laughs> and those are the worst types. <laughs> like, especially useless. I, I just, I don't think it's... Stick with the first one. Um, there's something there. In my opinion, you still have to go digging for it. But once you get there, it's really good and worth there's it. There's a nice, um, gory intestinal nougat from Cadbury cream eggs in in this film <laughs> something to that degree I don't know what I'm saying anymore <laughs> well, what, what's next for us we did it alright so we did this one so uh, with the current um, pandemic that I don't really want to talk about even though everybody's uh everybody's going through it right now i feel like it's appropriate for our next episode uh tread lightly <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> you maniac what are you setting up <laughs> oh you know me too well um what are you doing contagion uh 28 weeks later Yes. Or twenty eight. Twenty eight days later and twenty oh, twenty eight okay. days later and twenty eight weeks later. I feel like that's appropriate. Very appropriate. Okay. And yes. I do too, because it bears no resemblance to what is actually happening right this now. This is going to be this is going to be a back to back episode just like this one. And it's gonna be gnarly. Okay. And it's got it doesn't have corona I can't really say I can't say that word uh on YouTube. Um uh doesn't have the current pandemic but it's got ebola and and stuff if you didn't know that there's zero resemblance between it's, anything it, going on now no, and that movie. it's so, so like you know, verbatim it, but it's going to be entirely it's, detached it's like verbatim <laughs> like it yes it is <laughs> totally is like people vomiting their organs and stuff like i see it everywhere i go what do you, that does not happen with <laughs> what are you reading <laughs> you see it everywhere you go <laughs> Yes, I live in Kentucky. What do you expect? People smoking meth and shooting up crack. There's and... a third variable here. That is Kentucky. I don't think that has anything to do with, with what we're talking about. <laughs> just, just pandemic everywhere. Okay, we, we will do yes. it. I think that's a good yes. idea. I, I, I want to just because they're good movies. I think there's nothing relevant about them at all. It's symptomology or anything. Totally. But we'll do it because it... it they will be good movies. Totally relevant. You're going to say a I, lot of I, things I, that you should not I feel say. Like, and... I feel like I'm in an apocalypse right now, and I'm surviving, and yeah. there's a lack of toilet paper <laughs> going around, and people are crazy, and all that jazz, and I can... Some of that's I, true, sure. Like, watching 28 Days Later, I can truly, like, relate to that film, um... Cause like verbatim, I'm serious. Like it's like night and day. Like, like I can, like, it's all around. You say that <laughs> all the things you listed were not anything I can relate to. But people attacking people with rage and their capillaries bursting in their eyes and shit, just from how angry they are. What do you think we're going through? <laughs> The rage virus, man. I want to hear your version of this. The okay. rage virus. Okay. You know, well, 
We'll do it. I'm sure you'll unpack. Oh, I can't wait. I've been. I've actually been like watching a. Uh, I've been watching a YouTube video or a YouTube channel that uh, talks about like going into depth of viruses and movies and video games and stuff. And it's very scientific and it's very educational, also very entertaining. I don't remember the YouTube channel's name, but I'll probably like you type up like uh, 28 days later, rage virus explained, you'll probably find it. Uh, but yeah. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of. Like, I, I really like that film. There's gonna be a lot to break oh, down there because it, they, I, from what I remember, they tried really hard to do an accurate look at how things sound, unfold on the what time soundtrack. Frame. Oh my god, let's not let's not delve yes. let's not delve yeah. any further. All right, yeah, this we'll is, have to wait for it. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that was the descent one and two. We thank you so much for listening yes. and watching, depending on what platform you're you're uh consuming us um you're, you guys aren't on bath salts what are you talking about um uh uh yeah so if you enjoyed our episode on this this film these films uh film films i film the first film there is no second there is no second film uh Go ahead and subscribe. Oh, go yeah, ahead and right. subscribe to us on YouTube if you want the full video version, or you can follow us on Spotify, or you can find us on any other podcast hosting server. Uh, yeah, give us a thumbs up on. Yeah, yeah give it. us a thumbs up. Comment on our videos. A little reach around here and there. Um. Actually, no, no reach rounds. Six feet. Stay six feet away. Oh, yes. Okay. You have to be very inventive. <laughs> six feet away. Terrorize the world! You're listening to the podcast. Sound the